This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any apps to listen to is always appreciated. As we go into adulthood as introverts, at some point we do want to live on our own. If you're lucky, you can get that choice. I know, I know some people don't. They'd like having at least one roommate, you move in with a significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. But I know at least for all introverts I've ever talked to, at one point, you've dreamt of it. You've dreamt of living alone to be able to have your own space, have everything done the way you want to, which, of course, any teenager getting out of like their parents' house would want anyways. But there's just something a little different for us because... Not only do we have our own space and the freedom and everything else, but we also have the space to have our quiet, to be able to do the things that kind of make us better people because we can recharge, we can have our own little spaces for like our reading little nooks, we can have our space for watching movies, playing games, whatever else. And so I kind of wanted to go over the things you need to, things you need to do and you need to think about for whenever you move out. And live alone. And a lot of these things can be useful if we moved in with a roommate too. I'll start with kind of the funner stuff first and then kind of the not so fun stuff second. First thing, of course, is just making it your own space. You need to know what you actually need. Like if you like having extra things for in your kitchen, if you like having more comfy stuff, so having more throws, more pillows, having like extra thick comforters and stuff like that, making the space your own is what is important. But one thing too is if you like your quiet and you live like in an apartment building, having extra things on your walls can help deaden the sound of your neighbors. Like if you have wood floors or not great carpet, making sure you have a little rug by the front door. That helps deaden the sound, um, especially on the walls. Some people don't realize that. Like, yeah, you put your TV on there, you can kind of deaden the sound with that, but like actually having canvas paintings, even the cheaper canvas you get from like Marshalls and TJ Maxx, like the little things that have like cute sayings or whatever else, those kind of help deaden the sound because it's not a hard surface. Same with some people putting like, I don't, there's like these weird new things out there that I have no idea what the hell they are, but they're different yarns and they're tied. I don't know what they're called. Well, the different things. That definitely helps stuff. Also having, maybe if you can, two different layers of curtains. Like, you maybe you have the one that kind of blocks out so people can't see in. That's great, because sometimes you want the dark. You don't want it as bright. But also having a second layer, again, is for the sound for the outside. And it also gives you a little more privacy. And that's always very important to me. Um, another thing, of course, is having having everything set up for how you want done like whether or not you want your whole area being just straight living room and not having like a kitchen table or dining room or not all your storage in your kitchen is for your kitchen stuff because you don't do much cooking you just have enough plates for a few people and stuff and a couple pots and pans you're done maybe you want your bathroom to be really luxurious so you have all these extra stuff you put in there different lights candles, oils, whatever else. That 
whatever your self-care is as an introvert. Like for me, what helps dead in the walls for me is because I have a fuckload of bookshelves. The paper, of course, it deadens the sound because that's thicker layers and everything else. The bookshelf, yeah, it's a hard surface, but having so many of them just kind of kind of gives it a little more, a few more layers, and that does help a lot. I mean, some people that you have, they have a full closet and they use up part of their bedroom as a closet too, so they have like standing uh, curtain rods and not curtain rods, like those freestanding uh, shelves and stuff like that, and have your clothes out there. There you go. That makes you happy, and it helps with the sound. It helps with making things your own. Because um, I love, see, I love to read. Those also give me the option for the kind of decorating I like. I love having photo- photographs out. I love having different pictures. I love having crystals out. That's my, that's my aesthetic. I love having. I have a fuckload of journals too. I literally have. Oh God, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say how many boxes I have of journals and notebooks. But I do put some of them out because some of them are pretty. And also just because I want, I like having them out to grab because I like to organize things the way I do. That's how I live. That's how I like to have my things. It makes me more comfortable. It makes me happy. So that's how I create my own space. I also love having a lot of like storage areas for things so it's easy to like be with me. Like I have a coffee table that actually the top lifts up for like a tabletop for when you're sitting if you eat if I don't feel like eating at a table but also that's storage I like having more photo albums in there maybe I put a snack not gonna say I have one right now with a snack in there I have extra pens um I always have a flashlight because I'm just weird like that I like having flashlights in every area just because lights go out I don't like I don't like getting hit by anything else plus because I have a dog I don't want to have to worry about running him over because he's freaking out. He's like, oh my God, what's going on? And then we don't see each other. We run into each other kind of thing. So that's kind of my my little thing. I like having little knickknacks everywhere else. That gives me kind of a sense of safety and space. That's mine. I love the, I have the idea of woo-woo stuff. I believe in crystals and their healing power and stuff like that. I sage, things like that. So... Maybe you like having action figures. Maybe you like having vintage toy cars that you want to display. Create the space wherever you need to. Because it's one thing, the best part is it's your space. You need to make it comfortable for yourself and not care about the people you're going to have there. Now, if you live with someone else, it's a little different. You can have part of the spaces done how you like. Because, because it's supposed to be. You live there... You share the shared spaces should be a mixture of everything you have, but your bedroom should be how you want it. You shouldn't have to care as much about, well, my guests need to be comfortable. That's the one thing I never liked when I'm watching like HGTV with like the makeover and the renovations and everything else of homes. You're like, oh, I gotta have, I'm gonna have so many guests over, I gotta have this over here because it's gonna be good for people, and that's gonna be good for seating, and da da da. I'm like, I don't fucking care about all the people I am or not having at my place. Not saying I don't love them and I don't want them comfortable, but I'm not going to change my space for them. No matter how many times you have people over, I don't care that much. Because it, for one thing, for me, the idea of having like a giant kitchen table is not useful as a space for me because I'm not going to use it. 
I'm not, we're not going to have that many people over all the time. Some people might. To me, it's a waste of space to have that giant table that I'm not going to use all the time. Or instead, I can have a smaller table that we still eat at, but have more comfortable seating. Or have more storage. Have another bookshelf. Maybe have a couple spots for more plants to sit in. You need to have the space to fit your lifestyle, not for what everyone else wants to have for you. Because then, I, I, yes, my parents' house, they, their outdoor area is more inviting to guests. They have a lot more th- people sitting there in the backyard. They, my dad made a pergola. There's a big fire pit. There's chairs everywhere. That's where they have their guests. Inside the house, not so much. They have a dining room table. It's just enough for our immediate family. That's about it. The upstairs? No. There's not enough seating for a lot of people. Some of us have to sit on the floor sometimes. Same with the downstairs. And that's who they are. They don't have a lot of guests over. And, of course, where my dad has his guests every once in a while, there's only like two or three. They're Asian. Half the time they sit on the floor because that's just what they do. Or there's like two of them, so they just so sit on the two chairs that are in the kitchen. Whatever. Well, I have other friends who they love having people over, but they do. They have a giant couch. Everyone can sit around and talk and be comfortable, but they don't really have a dining room because that's not who they are. They don't want anything formal. They don't want they don't want to feel stuffy about it. Other things with making a space your own is what you have in there. Whether you want a goldfish, please have a big enough tank for them. Goldfish are actually pretty big. They grow pretty big. Do not put them in a little fish tank with no filter. That's cruel to them. Side rant. Sorry. Like whether you have a cat, you have a dog, having plants everywhere. I know some people who love to just have succulents because they're easy to take care of. You can put them on shelves. They don't need as much light. But it gives you the green space. It gives you something to kind of take care of. And it just, it makes you happy. Like I love having plants, but I like having a little more exotic. Like I love having orchids. I haven't had any in a couple of years because just too much moving and that's not good for them. But I have a, I have two giant hibiscus plants. One of them I got from the one horticulture class I took in college. So this plant's well over a decade years old. I fucking propagated it with one branch that has one different color flowering. Everything else is a bright, like, pinkish orange. And then the one time this one branch propagates, it's a giant yellow flower with red on the inside. Brand accomplishment for myself. But, like, I love those things. I have two giant hibiscus plants. I have a jasmine tree. I've had orchids before. I've had bamboo. But also have, like, I have rosemary. I have sage. I love having herbs. So those are kind of things that I love to do. But if I had if I had a, uh, an apartment, yeah, I would have my balcony probably full of plants. Maybe a spot for one chair. Because I wouldn't have much people over to sit outside. They could sit on the railing. I don't know. So that's kind of the thing about making the space your own. You need to make it more comfortable for yourself. And especially when, I mean, when we're young, you don't get the space. You don't have... You don't get a house right away. So you'll have rooms and rooms and rooms to fill. So you kind of need to be strategic about what's there to make yourself comfortable and not feel like you can't use the space, which is what we always have the problem with as kids. Like when you live with your parents or you live with whoever you're living with in your school years, you just 
you don't get a say for most of the stuff. If you're lucky, your parents will let you have some say in your actual bedroom, but not all of us have had that option. Or their parents just couldn't afford it, or just the the way the rooms were just didn't give you much much options. I remember like my the last house I lived in when I graduated high school. Well, it means a decent sized room, but I finally had like we'd had to do an extra research because one of the walls had a feature wall of this ugly flowery wallpaper. And it was the slickest shit ever. So you, one, we couldn't get it off. And two, it was just, you couldn't really paint over it. And all the uh, usual options to paint over it wouldn't work. It just, that shit just slicked off. And it just had like globs of the paint falling off no matter what we did. It finally took someone else getting us to kind of help figure out how to paper, uh, sandpaper it down to make it rougher so it would stay. And that's kind of what I needed to do. But other than that, I didn't have options because the way the walls were and where the stairs were, I couldn't move some of my furniture and stuff like that. So, again, that's the option that I didn't have the option to move my bed or my furniture too much. I couldn't not have some of those because there was only one space that fit one really tall dresser. I couldn't get rid of that one and find something else that I like because it wouldn't fit anywhere. And then that would be one random waste of space that that one dresser would fit in. Now, for the second half about living alone, I want to talk about safety, which is not that was a fun thing because you don't have to worry about that, but you do, especially when you move into like an apartment or a townhouse that you rent. There's little things you need to kind of make sure you pay attention to. Figure out who the other tenants are. You'll get a probably get a quick feeling about who you live around, whether or not you feel safe around them, whether or not anyone's friendly. I mean, I've lived in apartment buildings before where no one really talks to anybody. Like, no one says anything unless it's kind of like, so-and-so's got, like, a new boyfriend and he sounds abusive. Like, we're all going to kind of stay the fuck away kind of thing. Or that person has the really annoying kids who like to just pee in the hallway or the stairwell and do ding-dong ditch. And it's like, if you find those kids, you better beat their asses. No one actually beat those kids, but that was the sentiment. But the other idea of safety, of, like, who the other tenants are, what you'll actually get from management, whether or not you can actually call them for help for anything else. Um, also, when you kind of look into any places, make sure you look online to what the crime is in the area. What the kind? Because I can't remember exactly where, but I know you can Google it. You can kind of just do a neighborhood. You can kind of check to see what the trend is, or whether or not there's like oh, it's petty theft. Oh, like 10 years ago, there was a string of car thefts, um, domestic violence, or anything else. Th- those things you can actually look up, which is very important because, one, you can use that to negotiate smaller rent, if need be, if you're okay with kind of what you saw, but also just so you were forewarned. Like, if you have a, a you know, the area has had a problem before about harassment of women or there's drug deals in the the one particular park, so you know not to bring your kids there. Those kind of things. For kind of when you're out there. Like, you know when you get out, you get out of your car, you need to get out quickly, lock your door, get straight inside. No lingering, no looking at your phone, no not paying attention to your surroundings. Or making sure you always lock your car. Make sure you have to rent one of the garages if you your thing only has a parking lot. 
Um, I mean, making sure you have, you can find someone that you can actually feel safe around. Like, I'm not saying that you need to make like buddy, buddy friends with anyone in particular, but just kind of someone where like, Hey, we'll watch out for each other kind of thing. I had one friend's apartment where she's kind of like, yeah, the old lady that lives next door to them, her window faces the um, parking lot. Oh my God, I don't know, I forgot that word. The parking lot. And the lady always looked out the window when my friend went out from work, but she got home probably closer to like 7, 30, 8 o'clock, depending on the days, because just that, that's how her shift went. It, it didn't give her time to get back early enough. And of course, in Minnesota... By that time, especially in the winter, it's dark, like really dark at that time. And if we're lucky, the lights work. There are some days the street lights don't work because they're older. Like especially if you're in an apartment building, those haven't been updated anytime soon. And so they're not quite used to the winter. They don't work very well in that stream cold or the wind or whatever. And so she always had someone that the lady would always just stop what she's doing and watch her to make sure she got out of her vehicle and got to the door. They didn't really talk or anything else, but they kind of, they made eye contact, eye contact and, and they knew, they knew that the other one was watching. And she did the same thing for her a couple of times when she had to go out to pick something up out or she would help her every once in a while when she's carrying a bag. The lady, I think she said, was like close to 70 year old, but she was well, she was well enough to take care of herself by herself and all those things she didn't need to be in like assistant living but it was just one of those things where you just having someone to watch out for each other without actually feeling like you need to have a conversation about it but also i feel like it's a it's kind of a woman thing we kind of automatically do that for each other sometimes other little things is checking the locks on the doors checking the locks on your windows to see if anything needs to be fixed before you get in there making sure you close your windows when you're gone. If you're in a higher floor, you might crack it, but do it like my parents have done before. They do this in their back door on their old house when you couldn't have a... Like, the neighborhood wasn't great, so they always, they'd always they had the door open just enough to put the small dog to go in and out of the house when they knew they were going to be gone for more eight hours. And then they put something in the way, like you have like the little stick in there, and they cut it so no one can actually open the door more and literally yeah technically a small child could have gotten through but it's one of those things of like who the fuck's gonna take your kid to think about to go get in that house and have them break in for you kind of thing not likely to happen um let's see i know it's it's sad to even think about this because even when you're if you live on like the ground floor and everything else you'd be very careful about your windows and your doors. Yes, it's great to have the windows and doors open so you can have fresh air and just being able to kind of go in and out and have to worry about that, but you do. You have to worry about who's around, people trying to break in. Uh, another one that's very important is to make sure in the door jam, like the spot where the door closes and locks in, like the deadbolt and everything else, make sure those screws aren't the original ones because the apartment buildings give them the generic ones and those screws are usually only like half an inch long you literally want to take those out go buy the big ones i mean the ones that are like three two three inches long and replace those in there because that if someone tries to kick in a door those little screws aren't gonna hold shit 
um, if you have to change the locks, make sure the um, management does that. I've been a couple places where they're like, hey, I just realized this lock looks like it's been used and they hadn't changed the lock or they just reused another one from a different place. They're like, well, no one knows which one we use it to. I'm like, yeah, they do because you took one out of that place and replaced it with this one. And those are the only new locks you changed in the last six years. So people know and the other people still had the key. It's like, no, you have to, you kind of have to be, you got to be very proactive about those things because you want to be trust, trust, you want to trust them for all these different things. You want to think the best of them, but people, sadly, not everyone will do what's right. People, some people get lazy. Some people just don't care and will do the bare minimum because that's their job. Um, other things you can do for your safety. God, what is the uh, keys? Making sure you know how many keys there are, whether management has one, um, where yours are, whether you have a spare or not, whether or not you give it to someone else, like if you have a parent that does it or your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's up to you on that one. You need to know where it is and you need to be able to trust the person because, of course, if you get robbed by the said person who has your key, you actually, it's harder to get your insurance to pay for it because you technically allowed them to get it. The same thing with, like, if you ever accidentally leave your keys in your car, you actually can't get the money back, like, insurance-wise, and actually the person who took the car won't actually get arrested for theft because you left the keys there. If they had the actual option of taking something that actually belongs with the vehicle or your home and everything else, it's stupid and fucking annoying, believe me. So those are kind of the more things about the safety about it, which, I mean, that's nothing to do with being introvert, but kind of one of those things where you need to make sure you have the extra safety precautions because you're alone. You need to make sure that you don't, you don't get yourself in a bad situation because sadly there are bad people out there. People who want to take things because they think they deserve it or think you don't deserve it or they don't believe life is fair and blah, 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 all these different things. And they're going for an easier mark instead of going after the people who really don't deserve the shit they've stolen. Like millionaires and stuff like that. But not going to get into that subject because that's just, believe me, it's annoying. So those are kind of the things that I like to go over when, about people go, living on their own. Because it's actually very important. I honestly think people should live on their own at one point in their life. If they can afford it, of course. I'm not saying like, put yourself in debt. Or like you're somehow not far enough in life because you never did it because you have always had roommates and then moved in with whoever you married kind of thing. It's just, it's it's always kind of a nice thing. You learn stuff about yourself. You learn what you're capable of because you have to do, you have to do everything on your own. You have to pay all your bills. You have to do all the cleaning. You have to take care of everything. Even if it is just called maintenance. I'm like, this broke. Someone else got to do it. So make sure you take care of yourself. Take care of your space the way you need it because it's yours. You should celebrate that it's your space and you get to do what you need to do with it to make yourself comfortable and make it so you can actually recharge like us introverts need to do. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon where you can get more info, check out products, Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverts Bubble or Courageous Creativity.